forceful measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed. People have been asked to stay home. Your money, your money is on the line. Is on the line. Money talk. Money talk. Is on the air. We're back. Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Justin Wagner, and we've been talking about 401ks and how much to save and how to save and uh, diversification. Oh, it sounds like a financial hitting, hitting radio show, don't it? It's hard to believe. Yeah. How about that? Every once in a while we have one of those. <laughs> once in a while. Maybe once a week is what I'd like <laughs> to try for. Um, all right. Well, if uh, you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline number is 1-855-429-9166. Uh, you'll call in. You'll get our voicemail at the beep. Leave your voicemail. Um including your question. We'll play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, if you prefer instead to talk to a human being, you can call 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. She'll take down your question and get it to us, and we'll answer it on the air. Uh, the other way is via email. Dr. Gene at Hensler.com is the email address. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, you can also go to our website, Hensler.com. There's lots and lots of information that uh, we create for uh, for content there, and our marketing department does an awesome job uploading that for your viewing pleasure. We'd love to uh, be able to answer your question in one way or the other. And, oh, by the way, that number, 770-429-9166, is how you can reach Justin Wagner, uh, if you have retirement questions, uh, whether it be your own or if you've got a business uh, and you're looking to um, provide that benefit for your employees, he'd love to talk to you. Uh, Casey Smith is uh, works in our planning and implementation department. If you've got a financial planning question, he would be your guy as well. That's right. There you go. All right. So, um, yeah, always give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. We're lonely. Give us a call. Not really quite that bad, but about to say busy. Yeah. Lonely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. we still like to talk to people, right? That's right. All That's right. true. We'll make time for you. Don't worry. That's right. Even if we are busy, we'll work a little late. It's been All right. done before. So we've got a question here from Armin from Atlanta. Has it done before? Uh, French. Did I mention that? He said, he said, yeah, we don't take lunch like that. <laughs> uh, can I sell my franchise business? I got into owning my business later in life, so there has never been any intent to pass down the business to family. I bought a franchise because it was easy. Now I want to retire in a few years, and I really don't know where to start. Yeah, so, I mean, if you think about it, the same reason that, that you bought your franchise is probably the same reason someone else might want to buy a franchise because it is generally, it's easier. You know, a lot of the, the branding is already there for you, the reputation, the logo, all of the kind of operations. They have processes and procedures in place, so it is relatively easy to take over a franchise as opposed to starting a brand-new business from scratch. Right. And so it, from that standpoint, it can be... Uh, easier to transact in a franchise. The, I guess on the on the flip side of that, the franchisor is going to be heavily involved in this decision and the transaction, and they're going to want to know a lot about what's going on. They're probably going to have to approve your 
the, whoever you're selling it to um, to make sure that they're qualified and, and have, meet their requirements for uh, owning a franchise that you know com- complies with their standards. And they often actually have a facility that allows you to sell it through them. They might find a, a buyer for you, right? Yeah, they, they very well may. And, and so a lot of the kind of exit planning, if you will, is, is often done through the franchise or they have, you know, especially if it's a larger franchise, like, a, you know, a fast food chain or something like that, they, a lot of it can be done through them. And, and that's, you know, that's a benefit to you as the business owner, because that's a, a significant component of it. If, if they don't have anything like that, you're welcome to reach out to us, Troy and his group. Uh, they, they can probably tell you what your business is worth. Right. We do um, business valuation engagements quite frequently. Absolutely. And then, you know, as far as, as my team is concerned, we, we help look at the kind of exit strategy, preferably, you know, three to five years before you're actually right, thinking in about advance. doing this. Yeah, it sounds like he might be a little bit far along in the process, yeah. looking to sell already. Possibly so. But, I mean, it, you know, it, it does say that um, studies have indicated that selling your, your franchise kind of earlier on is tends to give, bring you a higher price than if you were to, you know, kind of uh, have it be on the market for a little while. And so trying to new, – new listings tend to motivate potential buyers. Same reason that, that Armin, you know, probably got into the business uh, again someone's going to want to jump on that probably so uh it's definitely something that can be sold and and i would probably start with the franchise or they'd be a great resource yeah casey uh, just a little bit about that exit plan you talked about i i think one of the things that uh is the main focus when you're dealing with that is trying to create as much value as possible within yeah. the business and even for a franchise i mean they usually have uh, a territory that uh, comes along with uh, with the franchise license, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but within that territory, it, it, the the world's kind of your oyster as long as it stays within that territory. Yeah, which means that you can you have some autonomy to uh, operate your business, so you can actually do things that would generate more value, right? Yeah, and that's a, a big component of the you know exit planning that we do. It's really you know there's a three leg component to it there's the personal you have to make sure your personal financial situation is in order and you're ready to retire the market is the second leg and that there is a market for your business which a franchise is is more marketable i guess because like we've already talked about there's lots of support there's lots of support there and then the third one is is your business ready to be sold and that's kind of the that's what takes the most time is to kind of prepare the business and, and get it to a valuation that you're comfortable with and, and happy with and that can support you for the next stage of your life and the next step. So Yeah, but the earlier you think about how you're going to leave this business, yeah. whether it be to family members, uh, current employee, which still might be, uh, you know, an option for uh, for Armin. Sure. In this situation, but uh, reality is the sooner you think about this, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, it makes your options a lot more open and flexible If the sooner you start planning for it. So, you know, I, I'm, hopefully Armin has already thought a little bit about it, and, um, you know, we'd be happy to, to speak with him further if he's got questions or, or 
concerns. There you go. And that number again, 770-429-9166. If you find yourself in a situation where you're looking to uh, transition your business to a new owner and uh, maybe retire or just move on to the next venture, we'd love to hear from you. Um, We've got another question here. Jay Dean from Atlanta asks, I'm interested in your opinions on Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, uh, as a freelance artist, I've supplemented my work doing jobs on Fiverr. Uh, Fiverr, yeah, listen to me. Uh, now with the big game advertising, would this make for a good investment? Um, the the ticker here is F V R R. Fiverr is a they operate an online marketplace worldwide uh, platform and enable, enables sellers to sell their services and buyers to buy them. So it's not, uh, you know, it's not the the goods that we normally see. This, in fact, is uh, services that are provided. Um, the gig economy at work here. Exactly. So uh, if you think about what this company does, it's it's actually operates in the U.S., but it's uh, Tel Aviv, Israel-based. Um, the company just went public recently, uh, June of 2019. Uh, they do have negative earnings, which is not uncommon for a lot of these new businesses, especially those that are relatively recent IPOs, um, initial public offerings. So they've just recently gone public, if you will. Um, it's not uncommon to see a situation just as Fiverr's got. Um, revenue growth almost 43% on an annualized basis. They've got an operating profit margin that's negative 30%, so it's not profitable at all yet. But so I wouldn't would would you say that meets our criteria? Then? <clears throat> no, it's probably not going to re going to meet the uh, Hensler financial criteria for investment based we on have to have earnings, financial right? strength and safety. Yeah, as you crazy as that you're is. usually going to have to have earnings. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, even with the negative earnings, uh, if you think about this, uh, 43% growth in revenue. Uh, if they can turn the corner and generate a profit. Uh, their expected long-term growth in earnings, which is like a three- to five-year number, is about 150%. But careful on the math, because if you do 150% of zero or a negative number, you get more negative. No money. Or you get zero. Right. So the, the, it's, a, it's a risky proposition. This is what I would call a speculation. If you believe they truly have uh, some special place in the in the future then you probably can get there um but if you look at what you're paying for the growth in what we call a peg rate which is our peg ratio which is a forward pe divided by the expected growth you're still paying dearly at 6.26 times where we like to see them is in uh in the range of one i did like the super bowl ad though I, I mean, there's a lot if of If you like the like business so much, use it. You don't have to buy the stock. That's absolutely true. It doesn't always make a great investment. Yep. All right, guys, market up or down next week? Market up. up. I'm saying up, too. It's quorum. Thanks for listening to Money and Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice 
of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.